Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We are joined right now, as we are each and every Wednesday, by the Hall of Famer, our good friend. He is also uh, our senior Texans columnist on SportsRadio610.com and GalleriesSports.com, John McClain. John, today is a great day. Is today the best day in the history of the Houston Texans, John? Oh, I wouldn't say that. It was a great day when Gary Kubiak was hired and they announced it at the Moody Center downtown. It was packed with family and fans and friends, and they were terrible, and Gary was coming home after winning Super Bowls. He was a Houston native, but considering the state of the franchise today, and plus back then you didn't have social media like you do today, and D'Amico was one of the worst-kept secrets I've ever seen. We knew he was coming there. We talked about it on the radio and our podcast and written and tweeted about it, but it's just such a natural fit. And the franchise has undergone so much turmoil. You think with the coaching changes, with Easterby, with Watson, and now they seem to have cleared the deck to bring D'Amico back and and uh, everybody's so pumped about it. But to me, it's uh, since the greatest day in franchise history is when they announced the franchise. So I would say this is top three. Okay, uh, John, this is uh, was this frustrating for you because I know that uh, you were much more positive about this, and for good reason. Um, well, a lot of reports might have had Denver as the favorite um, or otherwise. Was it was it hard for you to to kind of see a lot of the stuff that was written out there? No, I don't care what anybody else puts out there. I only, I only can put what I think or hear or know. There's times I'll say something, and Sean will say, well, are you just predicting or do you know? And so I have to tell him, well, I wouldn't say it like that if I didn't know it. And so in this case, I'm so happy for him. A lot of people nationally don't have a clue about what where the Texans were the last two years. Didn't watch a game. No, no reason they should have. And it's easy to see why David Culley was fired. And Lovey would still be here if he had a better offensive coordinator. And he didn't. The offense was awful. The team was worse. And so they made the change. And I remember there was just so much negativity. Fire, turned two coaches 
back to back and both were uh, black. And now D'Amico, you know, once they interviewed Sean Payton and they liked some other people like Jonathan Gannon, they liked Mike Kafka a lot and Jero Jero. What's Denver? I can't pronounce his name. Jero Ivero. Jero Ivero. I got that right. So he, they liked some of those guys, but in their Zoom call with D'Amico, you know, they, they, it went great. That's the way both sides told me is it went great. And so the key was D'Amico had to convince Casario because Nick's the one that makes a decision. The McNair's going to sign off. If Casario didn't want D'Amico, they're not going to make him hire And so it was it's just a perfect fit. And everything D'Amico did in that interview, from his staffing to the way he wanted to run the team, it blew him away. And so they started, they, they interviewed some others. They couldn't interview him uh, last week. And then they bring him in, and uh, and he was ready to go. And now everybody, of course, we're all interested in that offensive coach. God likes to see yet. Bobby Slowick, whose dad was defensive coordinator for years. He's been a defensive coach. He's been with Kyle through three years at Washington. He's six with the 49ers. He was hired by Shanahan same year as D'Amico, and he's uh, got a football background, and uh, he's only 35, and he knows that he knows Shanahan's system inside and out. And uh, I'm assuming if that's who D'Amico wants, they got to let him go. Uh, to be the coordinator, but there's a lot of candidates. D'Amico Ryans is very respected around the NFL. First, as a player, the kind of player he was. A lot of players, uh, you know how word Seth word gets around among players yeah. in a lot of different ways. Not about a player or a coach, and everything about D'Amico is positive. And I think uh, money's not going to be an object on the staff. He'll get who he wants, assuming he can get him away from other team. And, and there's a lot of competition. And then there's that report by Ian Rappaport that the Broncos made another late push with his agent, Jimmy Sexton, to try to get him. And D'Amico was zeroed in on here. You know, once he canceled those other – postponed those other interviews and then never came back to him in Arizona and Indy. And then there's different reports about whether they – told uh the Broncos I was told that uh that his that Sexton did tell the Broncos and so then you knew it was D'Amico yeah John you you touched on it there the the Denver dynamic and the reports about um dueling reports Ian Rappaport reporting that Denver tried to make a last second run at D'Amico to try to try to get him in the fold and then they they pivoted to Sean Payton uh, Adam Schefter shortly thereafter tweeting the opposite of that, saying they were always honed in in, in Denver on Peyton and Houston on D'Amico. Uh, of those two, who do you believe? Do you believe that Denver made a late a late second run at D'Amico, or do you believe that uh, what Schefter's reporting? Well, first of all, when you hire a coach, of course you're going to leak it and put it out as much as you can publicly and privately that Rappaport's report was not true. You don't want to make it look to the fans like, well, we really wanted D'Amico Ryans more. You don't want to embarrass Sean Payton, just like the report last week uh, from uh, Mark Maskey from the Washington Post that that uh, that Sean Payton had a problem with one of the, the way it was run. And that was Greg Penner, the new CEO, 
everybody knew he was talking about because he said everybody's going to answer to me, the head coach and the general manager, and he just is part of the ownership group. He's married to Rob Walton's daughter, who's also heavily involved. So uh, Rappaport's came before the hiring, and then Schefter and all the Denver media were adamant that they wanted Ryan's because he had a great interview, and then once they figured he's going to Houston – they pivoted to Arbaugh, and then they came back to Peyton. Peyton was trying to get twenty to twenty-five million. When I saw Mike Florio put those numbers out there, I thought he was nuts. I thought he was trying to get twenty, and now the reports are he's "quote unquote" settled for sixteen to twenty. Belichick's the only one that makes twenty, so he's either way he's going to be second highest paid, tied for the highest or second highest paid. Even uh, Pete Carroll and Andy Reid don't make that kind of money. John, do you think there was any chance? I guess I, obviously you can't speak for D'Amico Ryan's. It just Sean and I were talking about this earlier. It feels unlikely that D'Amico, if the Texans had shown interest, maybe would have been as receptive last year as this year. It just feels like the 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 environment's different around the Texans. Is that fair to say? Well, it is. It, but it was he wouldn't. What was the big pimple on the team last year when they were looking for a coach? He's a 230-pound quarterback. Easterby. Oh, Jack Easterby. Yeah, that and too. So it two pimples. They had people, they will never, Nick Casario and the McNairs will never admit this. There were people they wanted to talk to last year, and he said, uh, no. And so now people are much more receptive. And uh, I think D'Amico could have had the Minnesota job. He said, I need more seasoning, just like Ben Johnson. I I kind of, I kind of like that. I think that shows a lot about a guy when he turns down a chance to be an NFL head coach because he realizes he needs more seasoning, and he certainly got it this season. It turned out to be a great decision because, you know, he he. I've been writing this is his dream job, and then he said it in that statement because they're building a house here, they got married here, they've got a home for wayward kids in Angleton, and Jamila's from here. And this is where he wanted to be. So it's just all worked out perfectly in the franchise. has only got one direction to go, but as we all know, they got to get the right offensive coordinator and play caller. And quarterback. <laughs> I mean, they got to get – Well, I'm confident they're going to get one of the two best quarterback prospects, so I don't – Now, what if D'Amico – D'Amico Ryans can do no wrong. What if he's art? He's already laid all this out in his in his Zoom call. But what if he says, "Nick, I really like Jimmy Garoppolo. I would like to get Garoppolo and take Jalen Carter, or Will Anderson." Now, would the bloom be off the rose to do that with Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't think they're going to do that. But but they're going to Casario's going to do everything he can to do what D'Amico wants, and I think D'Amico knows. If you look at 49ers, they invested heavily in the defensive line in the first round. They didn't have a first rounder in the back, in the at linebacker or the secondary. And uh, they have two number ones. It's making me think now that second number one is not going to be a receiver like we want. Mm. Take a quarterback with the first one, take a defensive lineman because there's some good pass run tackles out there. So we can see that happen. John McClain joining us for his weekly visit, brought to you by HornSolutions.net. Uh, John, news just coming down within the last 30 minutes or so that Tom Brady, <laughs> I love the way ESPN is 
is couching this on their reports on SportsCenter. They're not saying Tom Brady is retiring. They're, every headline is, Tom Brady says he is retiring. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I mean, that, like, that is the headline. Tom Brady says he is re- almost as if, well, he says he's retiring, but um, John, what are your thoughts on, because you're part of the Hall of Fame selection committee, um, so now J.J. Watt and Tom Brady are retiring in the same class here. Is there anything you can do? Uh, I mean, I would hate to see J.J. not be a first ballot guy, but can you maybe fix it so J.J. goes in a different year so we're not up there in Canton with a whole bunch of drunk Patriot fans? Can you do that for us? No. Unfortunately, going to be there with a whole bunch of drunk Patriot fans, and my mission first is to help Andre Johnson. Yeah. And we'll find out next Thursday on the NFL Honors Show if he made it in his second year of eligibility. And I can tell you this, Andre and Reggie Wayne and Torrey Hall all have Hall of Fame numbers. And what I would hate to see is the way it used to be with Swan and Starworth for years. They canceled each other out. Mm. But there's going to be a bunch of drunk Patriot fans there, and I'm guessing there's going to be a bunch of drunk Texans fans there as well. And uh, I'd I uh, Brady now make more money going to Fox where he makes $37.5 million a year, and I'm guessing he'll be part of this Super Bowl coverage. May not be in the sideline or the he'd probably be the studio or doing features on the quarterback, sit-down interviews, but he's got to start earning that $37.5 million. Yeah, yeah. John, what's the uh... – Who's going to be the who's these other coaches uh, out here? It feels like we're getting late in the process now um, that we're in February and there's still openings. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of coordinators, but I'm assuming D'Amico's going to want. I'm sorry, John. I'm talking about the Colts and otherwise. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Arizona. Well, first of all, let's go to Indy. Who, who is Jim Irsay not interviewed? Is there a candidate you. to where he wakes up and he goes, oh, we haven't interviewed him. Let's do it. They've interviewed more candidates for that job than anybody I've ever seen. And if they, there's, there's a petition and a movement of front in Indy by fans. Don't hire Jeff Saturday. Oh, it's no amazing. Way. Are you serious? Jeff Saturday's such a pop, such a popular guy, great player in the franchise. Nobody wants him as head coach. So there's nobody that they say you gotta hire like D'Amico. But man, if they if he elevates Jeff Saturday after interviewing all these other prospects, fans up there are just gonna be hysterical. And as far as Arizona, they've interviewed a bunch of people too. They're still doing it. And uh the the media in Arizona is starting to rip Michael Bidwell because they don't have anybody that's merged as a front runner, and they've interviewed a lot too. But man, Jim Mercy is just getting it. Oh, oh man, it's so much fun watching other teams struggle with their head coaching search. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. After the last two years, this is so fun. <laughs> uh, John McClain, he is a Hall of Famer. He's our senior Texans columnist, SportsRadio six ten dot com. John, you and I are going to record our mailbag episode a little later on this morning. H O U mailbag at gmail.com if you uh, want to shoot us a question. I would imagine it's going to be a pretty D'Amico-heavy mailbag episode that John and I are going to record a little later on this morning to drop later this week, the Utopia Football Podcast. What else you got going on, John, in your various uh, platforms? SportsRadio610.com, I have a column about D'Amico, how it all came about. 
uh, beginning with the Zoom interview and what was going on with the McNairs and Casario afterward. And I have I came back last night from my trip to the uh, Floridian and Mr. October Foundation's benefit. I've got videos, columns on that. And I'm about to write one on uh, the offense, what it's going to look like and who it could be. Guys, I appreciate you having me as always. Thank you. Happy days are here again. Yeah, no doubt. I'll talk to you a little later on this morning, John. Appreciate you. John McClain, the Hall of Famer, joining us. I can tell you, when he's writing these columns about the Zoom calls and D'Amico and things like that, I nobody's more plugged in on both sides of this thing yeah. in the market, on the D'Amico side and the, the team side, uh, than John McClain. I can, I can just I tell you that uh, from having gone through this search the last couple weeks with him so it's been uh it's been nice to have 12 hours of not having to talk myself into something so uh, it, i don't know the uh, the last two off seasons i've spent much of my day kind of trying to talk myself into things like well if this happens and then this happens i guess that it could and then and then i mean you know it could be that david cully has just been holding out on everybody all these years and uh yeah sure they could they could pull it off yeah you do they could win six games you they could <laughs> you are uh i don't know if people realize that like you you do arrive at a place of optimism with a lot of this stuff i remember yolo bill you you coined yeah, the phrase, I like the Yolo, Yolo, Bill. Yolo Bill after he traded DeAndre and Yolo layers Bill and was, layers of players. So you know what? Yolo Bill is better than Yolo Davis Mills. Yolo <laughs> Davis, I I respect I respect Davis Mills for giving Yolo Davis Mills a whirl, but I realized pretty quickly, like, okay, you're not cut out for this. You're like you are an internet dance video of. Uh, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> that kid outside the that kid outside the gas station that was like doing the Charleston in yes. his blazer or whatever that was. That's uh that's Davis. Davis Mills trying oh, to man. trying to free freelance out on the football field. That's yeah. tremendous. All right. Uh <laughs> a a a comp for D'Amico Ryans. Did Nick Casario give us a clue many, many months ago when he was gushing about a certain NFL head coach? And if this is the comp, are we cool with this comp? We'll have it for you next. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Uh, It's a big news day today, man. Tom Brady is retiring again. Uh, The Texans are hiring D'Amico Ryans, the Denver Broncos are hiring, are settling for Sean Payton because they made settling a, for Sean Payton an end around to try to steal D'Amico Ryan's from the Texans' clutches. Um, so we'll get to we'll get to Denver and Payton in the next segment. But D'Amico Ryan's the big story. I um, I was listening to In the Loop yesterday. Wade was in for Landry. I was listening to them as I was driving home yesterday, and they played this bit of audio from our show, Seth, from several months ago. Oh, forget when this was from. This is one of the Nick Casario appearances. Nick's been on, been on with us obviously a bunch of times. He'll be on with us this Friday at seven thirty. We'll talk about the hiring of D'Amico Ryan's and starting to look forward to the off season and what this team does to get back into uh, prominence here in the NFL. But this bit of audio, uh, they talked. Landry and Wade talked about this as maybe a, a hint as to the you know that maybe arriving at D'Amico Ryan's is something we should have seen based on. Casario talking about a particular NFL team and a current head coach and how they were arrived at. And if this is the comp for D'Amico Ryans, I am here for it. Oh, I mean, nobody respects what the Pittsburgh Steelers have done more than myself. And when you look at Coach Tomlin, I mean, you look at the organization, right? Basically three coaches over the course of the Rooney ownership, right? They went from Chuck to Bill to Mike. And when Mike was hired, Mike was a coordinator for one year in Minnesota, right? He was 30-something years old, maybe 31 years old, whatever it was. And at the time, I don't think people knew, like, okay, Mike Tomlin is going to be not have a, a losing season in 15 years. I think the Rooney saw Mike Tomlin and said, you know what? That's our guy. We believe in him, and we're going to give him the runway and the opportunity. And, I mean, look, Mike's as good of a coach, I would say as good of a leader as there is, and forget about sports, probably in, like, organizational behavior. So I have a lot of respect and admiration. And, look, that's the goal. All right. So um, Casario talking about Mike Tomlin there. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, before Patriot South became such a thing, the Steelers were the team that I that I think – and I'll have to ask Cal about this. I know we're going we're gonna to see him tomorrow afternoon before the press conference. Um, I, I think that Bob McNair – originally looked at the Steelers as the team to emulate. 
and for a lot of those reasons that they had the same you know the same coach for same coaches three coaches over how how many decades was it it's been basically three coaches over the last five decades chuck Noll was hired in like 1960 yeah for it's real. been it's yeah. chuck Noll, bill cower and uh and mike tomlin so yeah. it's been that, that that measure of consistency is something that i think bob mcnair always liked the the catch is that you gotta hire a Chuck Knoll, a Bill Cower, or a Mike Tomlin, and hopefully have really good personnel people around him to do that. It's not as simple as like, well, we're gonna hire this, we're gonna hire one coach, and we're gonna keep him for twenty years. It'll be awesome. So, um, how do you find those guys? I think if you looking back in reverse, there's that quote, but then I think also, and this is where it was it was frustrating because I think the whole Josh McCown experiment. There are elements of that that I that I actually liked as a thought experiment, and it was that I think that there are things I think a lot of head coach hires are made for the wrong reasons, and they're made for technical expertise on one side of the ball from a person that has no actual hiring or firing powers and uh, limited motivational responsibilities, not to mention everything else that goes along with it. So a lot of times you're hiring head coaches to do a job that offensive and defensive coordinators simply haven't been tested at. And what are the personality traits? What are the personality traits you have to have as a head coach that you can get away with not having as a coordinator? And, And so that's the hard thing. And I, I would expect and I think that in the years that Nick Casario had been charged with figuring out how to kind of keep the New England thing going, those were the reports that both Easterby and Casario had kind of been tasked by Kraft with, hey, let's study this thing and figure out how we could keep this thing moving along, that they identified things in a head coach that matter that might not even matter much at all as an offensive or defensive coordinator and then vice versa, the things as a defensive or offensive coordinator that don't really necessarily matter as a head coach. And, and I think Josh McCown probably had a lot of those attributes. Yeah. But it was, it was taken to an extreme. It felt, the Josh McCown experiment felt like uh, if Daryl Morey had come in and said, we're going to shoot nothing but threes. Yeah, nope, no layups whatsoever, no, no, no mid-range, nothing but threes, because it just makes sense. That's what the Josh McCown, it felt like, okay, we've got a good kernel of an idea here, but it's gone way too far. I think D'Amico might represent that acknowledgement that there are things that matter way above and beyond your technical expertise as a football coach when it comes to being a head coach, and D'Amico's got all those things, but, but by the way... He also has the technical expertise. I, dude, you, you, you literally stole the exact word. I was going to go, by the way, the guy can coach also. When you, were, yeah. when you were laying that out, Seth, you laid it out really well. When you were laying that out, I'm thinking you're describing Mike Vrabel. Vrabel yeah. was statistically a bad defensive coordinator. I know there were issues. He, he only did it one year. J.J. Watt got injured. Whitney All the Merciless good players got, got injured. injured. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but but they were 32nd. You know, like not everybody mm-hmm. got injured. D.J. Yeah, Reader was still out there. Genevieve Clowney was still out there. There were other teams who didn't have J.J. Watt who finished better than the Texans. Uh, right, right. Like right. every single one of them. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but, but, but he got that Tennessee job through force of personality, Having yeah. those traits you're talking about, leader of men, um, just a good salesman. <laughs> I mean, that, that helps. I think when you're a head coach to be to have a sales aspect of what you do to convince people that they can accomplish things. Um, so I, it felt like you were describing Vrabel to a T. Chuck Knoll, by the way, 1969 was his first year. So they've had three. Co- the Texans have had three coaches 
since COVID. <laughs> uh, the, the Steelers have had three coaches since the Vietnam War. <laughs> um, the other guy that would have been the tea leaf since conflict, Sean, conflict. Yeah. Uh, the other guy, the uh, the other guy that would have been a tea leaf was Gerard Mayo. I think the Texans reported. Did they ever officially interview Gerard Mayo? I don't. Or was he just no, reported? they never interviewed him. He was a person of interest, and. <laughs> yes. um, but Gerard Mayo, I think perhaps maybe being in that mix. And that's where, like, I will fully acknowledge, as much as I did not like the presence or role of Jack Easterby, Jack Easterby did, and this is why, this is why he was so intoxicating to some people. He did have good ideas. It was a matter of filtering out the bad ones and keeping the good ones and refining the good ones where I think Jack Easterby and the people who followed him struggled. But he did have some very good ideas, and I think that that reference to organizational psychology, that's a I'm, – I'm pretty sure that's basically the influence of Jack Easterby, and not in a bad way. Football coaches tend to be, again, very – they have technical expertise – there are a lot of them that aren't as good at teaching as they should be, but they're good X's and O's guys. But they don't necessarily have a knowledge or understanding of organizational psychology. And that's why when a guy like Jack Easterby comes in and basically starts giving organizational psychology 101 to a bunch of guys who have never thought about that stuff, it's like to them, it's like they've been shown the, the good word for the first time. Yeah. Like they're just, they like, it blows their mind. That there's actual science and statistics behind all this stuff, the way organizations operate, because they've got, you know, they 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 just have not really spent a lot of time in that world. So there were good things to pull from that, and I, and I think maybe hopefully that'll be the the positive legacy of Jack Easterby is some of that type of thinking. Um, we've opened up the phone lines. If you want to get in, today's a good day to hear from you guys. If you want to get in, seven one three five seven two four six ten. We'd love to hear from you. Your thoughts on D'Amico Ryan's as the Texans' new head coach. Text message, trailer, wheel and frame text page. Zero nine three zero. Longtime listener and season ticket holder until twenty seventeen. Okay, let me pause right there. What what would it be that would get somebody to stop getting season tickets the year they drafted Deshaun Watson? It could have been something personal, so I don't want to. It, it might have been something financial. At any rate. Yeah. Way to make fun of the guy's cancer, Sean. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. That's yeah. a bad job by me. Um, long-time listener and season ticket holder till 2017. I feel like this is a great hire. I downloaded the Odyssey app, and I've listened nonstop for the last two days. Great work by the programs. I'm now all in on the Texans. I, I think I, I've checked with some people uh, over at the stadium over there just to see if there was a you know an immediate pop of phones ringing when D'Amico yeah. got hired, and guess what? There was an immediate pop of phones ringing when D'Amico Ryans got hired yesterday. Uh, you know, that's funny, because now immediately I'm thinking of Lovey Smith working the phones at the ticket office. Yeah. I, there were elements, and, and again, I almost, this would be like a day of, uh, a, a day of reckoning in a positive way over things that have happened over the last couple of years. There are elements of the Lovey Smith hire that were genuinely smart and good ideas, given the whole... <laughs> Given the corner that the Texans had painted themselves into, given everything that was swirling at that point with Deshaun Watson, with the the flirtation with Josh McCown, the Brian Flores lawsuit, all of that, there was a part of Lovey Smith being the coach that was ten times better than David Culley being the coach, than Jack Easterby having the influence he did, because that was also around the time when Jack Easterby started to be shown the door. It took took a few months for everything to work out, but that was... 
the word around the time at that time was that, and if you had been at the Lovey Smith introductory press conference, there was kind of a weird vibe there of like, Easterby looks a little bit like a man without a country over there. Yeah. Like, what is going on necessarily? So, um, it's like there were some good things about that, but it was, it still was, it, it still felt very much forced, obviously. And this doesn't feel forced. This just feels right. Yep. Absolutely. Um, we had uh, somebody, one of our listeners yesterday said that they'd been, you know, one of, I think the, uh, it must have been like the annual survey that the Texans do with a lot of season ticket holders. Yeah. Um, he was actually a former season ticket holder, but had been reached out to by the Texans uh, asking something about <laughs> whether, whether a coaching hire would change his ideas about buying season tickets. Interesting. I wonder, yeah. I, I, I wonder, I got to ask the folks who put out that survey what the answer was to that, to that question. Like what, what percentage of people said yes to something like that? It's, you know what I've learned? It's that some of the questions on that survey are not everybody gets the same questions. Yeah, that uh, because sometimes like uh, I remember Joan, our listener, had sent us the survey one year, and a few people reached out and said, "I got the survey, but those weren't the questions I got." So, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's probably different. One. Yeah. Oh wait, what? Oh, yeah, does Amy get hers? Still? She does. does. She let go of her. Okay, she gets a survey. Yep, yep, she answers it all the time. Um, all right, uh, Payne and Pendergast with you. It's a Wednesday. It's a joyous Wednesday. It's D'Amico Wednesday. I will tell this to uh, several texters going, "Don't let Brady's retirement uproot the D'Amico talk." That's what we're here oh. for. No, that's fine. We're not doing a deep dive yeah, on Tom Brady. Yeah, we just did it for a little bit. Yeah, well, Sorry. it's breaking news. I mean, we treated it as the, the news <gasps> what that What if they hired Tom Brady as the offensive coordinator? I, you know what? I gotta, we're buried <laughs> in text right now. I would say there's like a 15% chance that that, that text is in there somewhere. What if, they, what if they bring in <laughs> – what if D'Amico starts hiring nothing but former teammates? Like he um, – remember the – who was the – oh, it was the San Francisco 49ers player who went to coach a junior college – and and basically, he did hire a bunch of the old great 49ers to be the coaches, and they were awesome. Oh, they I don't, I don't, I yeah. don't know this story. And it was, but it was one of those things where it was, you know, it was a part time job for sure. those guys and everything. So it was, it was kind of unfair. This would be different. I think people would be a little bit alarmed if if D'Amico started hiring nothing but former Texans from the from the year 2011 specifically. Is Sean Payton? <laughs> yeah, oh no, yeah, the people would be freaked out by that. Uh, is Sean Payton basically Phil Jackson? We have that for you, and we'll take your phone calls if you want to grab a line. 713-572-4610. You're listening to Payne and Pendergast. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. 
As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tecovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents... Payne and Pendergast. 713-572-4610 if you want to get in. People are really excited about D'Amico Ryan's press conference tomorrow at 4. We'll carry it for you here live on Sports Radio 610. Nick Casario, Texans GM, joins Seth and me on Friday at 7.30 a.m. Former Texan Chris Myers, former teammate of D'Amico Ryan, is going to join us tomorrow morning at 7.30 a.m. So going to be a fun next couple days here on the station. Um, Colin Cowherd, uh, nationally... uh, nationally known radio host slash TV host slash mouthpiece for Sean Payton. He had this to say last week when it looked like Sean Payton was going to be going back to television for another year. Um, Keep in mind, prior to this, the Denver job was the greatest thing since sliced bread, according to Payton via Cowherd. And then when it looked like he was going back to TV, i.e. Denver was backing off to hire D'Amico Ryans, the Denver job then stunk. And now Sean Payton, as of this morning, is the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. They traded a first-round pick, and they did a pick swap of a second and a third in 2024, yep. and they're going to pay him, according to McLean, 16 to $20 million is what John said uh, earlier. Yeah, that's, uh, that $25 million didn't quite pan out. No, no, no. Because apparently everybody thought, I'll remind everybody, that people thought the Walmart money was going to outspend everybody. Right, uh, that right. There would, no, there would be no price too small for the Walmart family. Yeah. Yes, I know they're rich, but they've you know how you you know how you stay rich uh, by not spending more money than everybody else on everything. Stay everything. rich by shopping at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. That exorbitant spending, that's new money trash right. stuff like Dan Snyder yes. when he was first rich. These newly these newly minted billionaires are the ones that, that that go out and spend ridiculously exorbitantly. Exactly. So here's Cowherd this is Cowherd last week when it looked like Peyton wasn't getting the Denver job. Here was what the Denver job looked like then and what Peyton may have looked like if he were to take the Denver job. I think Sean now, I believe he should take a year off. I think like the Knicks job for Phil Jackson, Phil's obviously a brilliant guy. Sean's a brilliant guy. There's all these warning signs with the Broncos, draft capital issues, salary cap, O-line issues, Russell's self-awareness issues. Is he washed? New owners, rich, but you don't know much about him. The GM now is semi-powerless. Draft capital issues, and I'll remind you, they just traded their first-round pick for Sean Payton. Um, so evidently, I mean, I can only I can only make the connection here, Seth. There's only one conclusion we can come to, is that Sean Payton is basically the Phil Jackson of the NFL. This is a cash yeah. grab by this Sean Payton. This is a Payton. cash grab for um, whichever team had the most money to give i do i do think one 
thing, uh, which is, okay, the Texans would have been giving up too much, and they're, they're number 12 overall pick compared to the Chubb pick, which was 29. It'll be, it'll be 29, yeah. 29th yeah. overall. Yeah. Um, and then there's a second rounder with a third rounder given back later. Basically what they did is the, the Broncos traded Bradley Chubb for, um, for Sean Payton, and yeah. they also traded a second-round pick, So, um, which sounds about right because, uh, you know, they they uh, a worse defense, but a better offensive coordinator. Yep. So that sounds like a, a classic Saints team. Yeah. Uh, other than the, the last couple of years, the last few years when they started to have good defenses, for the most part, they were only good on defense when they were paying their players to injure other players. <laughs> right? So exactly. Other that that's exactly. probably what you should expect up there in Denver. Within a couple of years, yes. once they get their system in place, you know. You got to adjust for inflation. Like, how much is an ACL worth in 2023 sure. compared to back then? Um, but they'll be they'll be rolling. I love that the Denver Broncos had to settle for Sean Payton because the reports are, and I choose to believe Ian Rappaport on this. You can believe him or not. Adam Schefter doesn't believe him because he reported the opposite. But Ian Rappaport reported yesterday, shortly after D'Amico Ryan's was announced as the next head coach of the Houston Texans. Unbelievable, he says. The Broncos spent today trying to hire D'Amico Ryans again before he recommitted to the Texans, sources say. When he agreed to terms with the Texans, the Broncos moved on and finalized Sean Payton. So there you go. Texan fans, that's the head coach you got. The head coach you got was the head coach that the billionaire Walmart people wanted but had to settle for everybody's bell of the ball this time around, Sean Payton. Really, everybody's bell of the ball was D'Amico Ryans this time around. That's what we learned in that whole exchange is that the real bell of the ball was D'Amico Ryans. This yeah, time and around. it's um, it's been interesting to watch as people kind of wrap their heads around, okay, so D'Amico really actually wanted to go to the Texans. Because the, the resounding flyby take from a lot of people nationally is, oh, this is just such a shame because poor D'Amico was forced into going back and playing. Nobody would offer D'Amico a job other – and then, like, one of their co-hosts will say, well, actually, he was um, – D'Amico was actually highly sought after, and he actually chose to, to go to the Texans. Yes, but the Tex- he shouldn't go to the Texans because the Texans don't make smart decisions like hiring D'Amico Ryans. And then somebody will say, well, I mean, but, but that, is, that is what they're doing now. Right. So is it – is it they they don't make good decisions or this is a bad decision? It's and then their head explodes. Right, their head explodes in blood and and bone all over the studio. <laughs> yes, because because they, they need the Texans to remain uh, an easy pinata for the rest of their broadcasting career, so they can just say like, well, okay, the Texans did stupid stuff for two years, yeah. so for them now to do something smart, there's something up, but there's something fishy. I I, I criticize the Texans regardless. These, I mean, if you, do you observe the NFL? Like these things change. The Cincinnati Bengals are a gold standard in the league now. Two years yeah. ago, they were trash. They were two years ago. The narrative was: Is Joe Burrow going to try to force his way from getting drafted by the Bengals with the first overall pick? Well, and the, the other part of it too. And it, I don't want to sound like particularly one-sided on this because whenever anything comes to race, it's very complicated and complex. And I think that, yes, whenever if – a, if a black coach is fired or a black coach is not hired, then I think it, the, there should be scrutiny. You should investigate and look into exactly why things happen. But 
when when two coaches who were fired for very good football reasons, more than anything, the, the hire of David Culley and Lovey Smith, those hires were bad hires to begin with. They were doomed from the beginning. Um, and, you know, we, we could talk about the racial dynamic there. But when it comes to the people that when Lovey Smith got fired, resoundingly you would hear criticism of – Lovey Smith getting fired after a year, and then, well, let's see what they do now. Yeah, I think with the assumption being that the Texans now with their draft picks were going to hire a white football coach. Yep. So it leaves it, it. So for people who kind of set themselves up that way, they they don't know how to they don't know how to backtrack and acknowledge that the Texans have made a good move because it also shuts down all the other stuff that they just assume about the tech. Like they make a lot of assumptions about exactly why and how the Texans are operating that frankly are unfair. Yep. Texans have done a whole lot of stupid stuff. Certainly. But that doesn't mean that every single thing they do is dumb or evil or, or, or or done for the wrong reasons. Um, and I think when people aren't allowed to just go ahead and lob that broad accusation, all of a sudden, they get exposed as frauds. Big time. And, and it's embarrassing for them. So they have to stick to, like, well, okay, well, uh, poor D'Amico, he was forced into this job. Uh, yeah. I, I just don't understand how he could possibly take a six-year contract uh, fully guaranteed. Oh, it's a poor, <laughs> poor D'Amico. I know. I'm going to tell you how awesome D'Amico is, but then also act like he's too stupid to make his own decisions. Right, right, oh, right. Yeah. Uh, 713-572-4610. We want to hear from you guys today. It's a big day. Let's go out to Katie and talk to... JB, JB, you're up on Pain and Pendergast. How you doing? What's up, guys? Love the show. Thank you. An ode to D'Amico. Hiring D'Amico as head coach is the best case scenario. Now that Hannah and Cal took the reins from Casario, hope and excitement have been restored down on Kirby, exercising past demons like O'Brien and Easterby. Texan fans no longer hang their heads down in shame. Texting our approval on the trailer wheel and break. Uh, that was good. Oh, JB, go. JB. Well done. I like, I like his, I like his, uh, I, I like his uh, enunciation license he was taking with Easterby. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Was that his music or did Ben add that? No, that was, hey, uh, no, that was his, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. What was that, Beethoven? Uh, it was, it yeah. started off real classy. <laughs> I like to picture him actually playing the music himself, not hitting yeah. play on a recorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, JB. Good job, JB. JB and Katie with the. Did we uh, exercise the, the demons of Jack Easterby? Jack Easterby, yeah. Easterby, yeah. I yeah, I think that's and I, there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of things I don't even really want to talk about today because it does feel like a, we're detaching ourselves from the recent history, uh, and yet it's impossible to completely ignore it. I, it, I, I'm glad that D'Amico can kind of come in with a fresh slate without all of the potentially lingering drama from that era. Mm-hmm. There was just simply, and, and I think this, even because there was a weird class of Easterby apologists that we had for whatever reason, <laughs> um, I think mostly because those people are susceptible to random DMs they get. Mm-hmm. Um, so... There, I, I think even if you're an Easterby apologist, you'd have to admit that even if you thought Easterby was the victim, there was a whole lot of dysfunction surrounding that whole situation, that, that things were not normal or healthy because of it. Whether you were on Easterby's side or against him, 
things were really, really weird for a couple years now. And uh, now they are back to a normal NFL level of dysfunction. Yeah, which is just any you know any any NFL team's got a little bit of dysfunction. Yeah, no, they're dysfunction. You know, good if you don't, their yeah. dysfunction now is they don't have enough good players. That's a right. fixable problem. The appropriate level of dysfunction on an NFL team is the natural stuff that happens when you've got a lot of competitive people together. Yeah. So there's always when you've got driven competitive people. You know, you got a bunch of alphas all in the same room, yeah. literally. There, there's always going to be some level of drama, and it just works out that way. And that's where uh, that's that's one of the challenges of managing an organization like that. P- kind of probably like a lot of sales organizations or what have you, where you got certain types of personalities. There's going to be some drama, and managing that and kind of keeping guys focused on the right things is all part of keeping a a moderately dysfunctional but productive culture. Yeah, and you've got that in all 32 NFL buildings, to your yeah. point, to some degree. you got to manage it, and you got to get good players. And the Texans are hopefully on their way to doing that. I think they've got a good coach. Let's hear from the owner in the next segment. Cal McNair jumped on with the guys on the drive. Cal and Hannah McNair both jumping in yesterday, uh, just about an hour or so after the uh, signing of D'Amico Ryans had been announced by the team. How excited is Cal McNair for this? What is his message to Texan fans? And we'll work more of you in. On the phones, if you're on hold, stay there. We want to hear from you. It's a big day for the Texans. It's D'Amico Ryan's day here on Sports Radio 610. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.